Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three salty minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us again today from Real Comic Heroes and Marvel Events Timeline, welcome back, Travis. Hello there. Hello. Uh, Today we are talking about minutes 57 to 60 of the Karate Kid Part 3 to begin with Daniel uprooting Miyagi's legacy and end with yet another cliffhanger. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Monday with Daniel LaRusso and Jessica Andrews committing a daring heist on the side of a dangerous mountain, all for the love of money. It's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, they have the tree uprooted. They're ready to pack it in the big yellow bag when Jessica loses her footing. Her line just goes slack, and I think that causes her to... Be completely off balance and unsteady and, and as know. it would. Yeah. 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 Oh gee, there's yeah. nothing holding me to this wall anymore. Ah. It's funny. Which made you... me wonder, is it uh, is it a trick from above? Is it a jealous rope? <laughs> <laughs> I I will I am I agree with the, the ladder, uh oh. for sure. Well there's no ladder, they're using a rope. <sighs> got me um <laughs> uh bill conti gives us some scary music with the uh string section going crazy uh, this is called uh jessica slip uh, which surprises me because she's not wearing one um in fact i believe this is the third scene we've seen her in that turtleneck um she's got the whole uh well, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some skiing in Ohio because uh, this is a very uh, a ski season look, I think, that she's got going on here. She didn't want to wear that sweater again because last time she wore it, she got kicked in the gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. She's committed to those tall socks. <laughs> right, right. Which should help with her footing, I'm assuming. Um, so, But, yeah, here we go. The experienced Jessica... Uh, not only kicking a boulder into Daniel's face is now not doesn't even have proper footing either. Uh, and then she also like panics and like wraps her arms around Daniel, the beginner. <laughs> and he actually has to tell her, hey, grab the rope. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking you with me. <laughs> uh, I did check Jessica's credentials. Uh, since she is from Columbus to see if there's any sort of climbing nearby. And I guess there is a place called Mount Pleasant near uh, about an hour away from uh, Columbus. So maybe that's where she's gotten trained on uh, climbing. Mm-hmm. And also to kind of give her a break, the cliff side does seem to be a bit wet and mossy. There's also you know? like no, it's like all sandy, isn't it? It just breaks away. There's no rocks mm-hmm. there, is there? It's just <laughs> soil. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on which uh, which angle we're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> are we looking at the studio or are we looking at the experienced uh, stunt people? Yeah. <clears throat> and you really notice that rear projection during this segment. Yeah. Um, they're basically seem to be lying on their stomachs and flailing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it kind of reminds me uh, the way the Devil's Canyon looks. It reminds me of like the end of Evil Dead Two, where you know, Ash is holding on for dear life 
and before oh, he's sure. being sucked into the <laughs> medieval times. Mm. How do you stop it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, during Daniel's rescue of Jessica, uh, he ends up flinging the precious tree down into the water below. <laughs> And I, I don't know. I've watched Daniel's mistake like over and over again. And I cannot understand how uh, flinging the tree rather than just kind of letting go and <laughs> dropping it where it was could, could be yeah. even done. Like I watched it in slow-mo. He's reaching his left hand into the bag. Uh, his right hand is on the tree. When she falls, he grabs the tree and then tosses it into the abyss rather than just leave it. <laughs> it all happened so fast, man. <laughs> but they uh, do say with, with bonsai care, never throw them from cliffs. <laughs> Rule number true. one. Now, I, yeah, I, I actually went to uh, bonsaiempire.com to do oh, some yeah. research. Um, at the, like the specific instructions that you need to uh, follow to collect a bonsai tree from the wild. Um, so uh, first step, carefully dig around the tree, make sure not to damage its roots. Uh, and I, I think Daniel has that down. I mean, he seems to be hacking away with the yeah. hoe. Um, carefully lift the tree up and put it on preferably slightly moist uh, sheets, uh, wrap the sheets around the roots to prevent the tree from drying out, which uh, I, there isn't actually anything about throwing it into the ocean. Let me just keep looking. Um, collect some of the original soil from where the tree was found. Uh, throw that into the ocean. No, nothing about throwing the soil into the ocean. Um, get the tree potted ASAP uh, and then pour the original soil around it. No, and... the ocean does not count as a pot. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's one of the biggest pots there is. It's, I, yeah. I even thought maybe there's one at the bottom of the, the cauldron that he was aiming for. It's a big pot. <laughs> Wish it's, it's the real location is the devil's basin. And what is a yeah. basin, but a pot. <laughs> it's not a pot. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, and the last step here is finally rinse the tree off carefully. Um, but it doesn't well, say by throwing it into the ocean. <laughs> well, now you're just getting all picky. <laughs> yeah, he, he tried his best. He tried his best. But yeah, uh, it, it, it's here where I, 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 I did write in my notes that this tree has been here for 40 years. Because just to think about the fact that this tree <laughs> was placed here, it was brought from Okinawa. It was the one thing the Miyagi brought from Okinawa with him, besides, you know, like a... Uh, uh, <laughs> and then a kid from Jersey came along. <laughs> he didn't bring his wife from Okinawa. He left, he left UKA there. Right. <laughs> he, got, he got himself a new wife. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Daniel races down with Jessica in, in a panic. Uh, and he just starts yelling, Such Hurry up! Panic. <laughs> Get out of the way! <laughs> this, this probably is my least favorite of the the minutes that I have, and just in the movie, this is uh, panicked or tough guy angry. Daniel is the worst. Yeah, just flat out. Just I, uh, and and uh, yeah, and I, I I hate the fact that he actually he literally tells her to move it, which yeah. <laughs> just like she's here to help you. Um, I have been reading along the junior novelization. Uh, which is very short. 
but there is a slight change here uh, in the novelization. Uh, Jessica is actually more assertive and calm. Like Daniel starts freaking out and she says to him, don't panic. We'll go down there and get it. Follow me, <laughs> which is quite different. <laughs> she she kind of goes down and he, he follows her because I guess they wanted to make her more experienced in the book. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so they get to the bottom of the cliff set at the studio where we see water projected behind them, which I think this is the worst of it right here. Like you really tell. Yeah. I mean, plus you're, you're at like this, the camera's locked down on this, like this medium shot of them kind of coming into frame into the, this, the basin. And then they'd run off screen to go get the, the thing. It's, you know, because you could tell they only have probably, 15 feet of this set to kind of work with. So they can't really be, the camera can't be, be moving a lot. And the lighting just, you know, it just isn't great with the, the background that they're projecting. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder and if all the audio real... you can tell is 80 yard. So, yeah. Know, it's, it's, I don't know. I wonder if in the real location, if you can actually even walk on the bottom like that. I hmm. wondered about that too. I imagine if you could, come in with a low tide with a, like a boat kind of come into mm-hmm. that little water cave that we see. Um, if I'm, I, I'm not even sure if this, the projection is the true right devil's basin. Right. Uh, Cause yeah. if you go to uh, Google earth and just, just go to Google earth and type in devil's basin, California, cause there are several devil's basin, de- right. Basins, devil's basin. Um, <laughs> You know, you can see a pretty good view of this thing, and it doesn't look that deep. And the view that they've got just, you know, on Google Earth doesn't show any signs of water. But maybe it's, you know, the tide thing. You know, maybe it's just not right. the right time. But I keep getting the devil's punch bowl anytime I try to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's also the devil's slide around there as well. The mm-hmm. devil is very busy building different things in California. The devil went down to California for a <laughs> tree to steal. He's yeah. in a bind. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, I, I, poor, poor, poor Jessica. She, 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 she feels terrible. It's almost as if like she's blaming herself because her, because of her slip, it caused Daniel to throw the tree into the cauldron, <laughs> which is just like what. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Daniel is bellowing, you know, wash your roots off. Be careful. All right. Let me have it. Uh, You did good. Okay. And then he starts talking to the tree. All right, little fella, I'm going to have you home in no time. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, I read that salt water really does hurt plants. If you get some on the leaves, you can actually quickly wash it off. No big deal. But if you get it on the roots, the plant actually like drinks it in and then transports the, uh, chloride ions to the branches and the leaves, which just dries it right out and kills it. The tree is just like, ah, the ions, the ions, <laughs> the ions yes. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> uh, and I mean, didn't Miyagi have any worries about putting his planting his prized bonsai tree on a ledge above an ocean? Like, to begin with, like, was he thinking about erosion or anything like that? Well, that cliff does look like pretty bad. for. Yeah. I mean, in theory, you know, if, if it had strong roots, it, it will, 
basically attach itself to this mountain. It's going to get a good firm hold and it's not going anywhere, you know, mm. and that's why he chose this spot to keep it safe from people. Hint, hint, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I love how uh, immediately Daniel, who's been reassuring Jessica of how good its plan is like this entire time, uh, goes immediately into the default mode of, oh, uh, Mr. Miyagi will know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah my plan did not work out. but uh... <laughs> uh, So Daniel suddenly notices that the ropes are starting to uh, get shorter and shorter. <laughs> as true his... love's leaving him. Oh, but uh, we look up and it's Mike, Snake, and Dennis. And uh, Snake tosses the application down, which is tied to uh, maybe a pen, maybe a rock. There might be a pen there. <laughs> um, and uh, Jessica uh, actually asks a very legitimate question. <laughs> How did they get here? <laughs> because it's just like Daniel and Jessica drove here, parked, hiked a bit. To find the devil's cauldron, then Jessica had like had to take some time to teach Daniel how to repel. Like these guys didn't intervene at all before that. Uh, did they have any idea what they were doing? Like why are we why are we hiking? Like why don't we just stomp them right now? <laughs> why do we have to? Why do we have to wait? Like did they know these plans? Um, Does the junior novel give us any clues? No, they just appear. As a matter of fact, junior novelization doesn't even give uh, uh, Snake and Dennis their names. It's just Mike and like, two <laughs> tough goons. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, they waited for Jessica to teach Daniel how to repel, then do the actual repel, repelling, get all the way to the bottom, and then decide to show themselves. Like, what absolute psychopaths would <laughs> actually well, do that? <laughs> weren't they on basically the opposite side of the of the basin last week because they were looking at it searching with the binoculars trying to find this thing and then they say something like let's go get our gear and then yeah. i assume then they go around to the opposite side to whichever oh, whichever side right. this is on so yeah uh, they they arrived here they did some scouting they moved locations and meanwhile yeah i guess mike was they were just trailing Hiding them. behind some trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They had to go back to get the climbing equipment. So that means that yeah. Mike, like, they must have been waiting near the car or something and then yeah. hid. And then, okay, they're going for real this time. But, yeah, and then they still don't know why they're out here. So they don't know what their plan is. So they can't anticipate their movements, really. Right. They can't know that there's a a, a bonsai down this hole <laughs> that they they're going to to get so yeah they have no they're just yeah, just stalking them <laughs> right so so uh, yeah it's and these yeah, are I, 17 year old kids i just want to <laughs> remind everybody these are kids yes yep yep maybe snake is an adult maybe dennis you know i don't know but. what dark past mike barnes has but to go from like karate champion bad boy you know with a bad boy reputation to being like this murderous psycho uh is pretty extreme <laughs> i think my head canon was he grew up in like military school which is why he has like such a uh very upright you know very military haircut you know yeah. I, I i just get that vibe from him uh when he goes to meet uh terry silver for the first time and just get that that vibe uh yeah not that all 
people who go to military school turn out to be psychos. So uh, <laughs> just like 75% <laughs> looking at the figures. No. <laughs> uh, and, and what are your thoughts on like this endless quest to get Daniel to sign the application uh, riveting cinema or the most riveting cinema? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's as far as mo- uh in, inciting incidences to to motivate our hero it's pretty weak you know yeah should they uh, have kidnapped somebody <laughs> something like that should have happened i mean the heist of the bonsai tree we didn't even get to see them actually steal all the bonsais um it just kind of keeps happening and it's yeah. all just to sign this application over and over and over again um and then daniel go ahead is it before this that he mentions that he went to the police and they yes. just laughed at him? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but the, here we are and it's going to get worse, you know? Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, then Daniel gets a little potty mouth here. Uh, Tough says, Screw guy, you, man. Screw you. <laughs> and then Mike sh- reminds him that he's actually the one that screwed. Hey, buddy, you're in a hole. <laughs> it does and- put its toll or it gets the hose. <laughs> right right um and then he starts getting into this weird like scientific calculation series you know i figured the tide's gonna come in in about 12 minutes like that's pretty precise um what time do you guys think it really is <laughs> what time is it are they doing this right now you think mm, looks like <laughs> Like it looks like sunset, doesn't it? Kind of almost mm. late afternoon, at least. They had to drive out there. They That's had to hike, like, yeah. and then they had to count on having enough time to get down because he knew he'd have to. That's why he brought Jessica along is to rappel down this mountain. Which also, again, bringing back the whole like they go back to the car to get their the ropes the. And things like, wasn't Daniel already counting on having to do that? Why did they have to go back after they found the tree? <laughs> I guess it's because they were on the other side. But then again, I think that was just their stunt doubles that were there. So, um, yeah, I did some uh, further research about, you know, the the location is, like you said, Devil's Basin. Uh, yeah, I and... just did the directions from point A to point B. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I've been. I've looked before, and I looked Mm -hmm. again just now, and I can't find any like location videos for this on YouTube. Like Mm. nobody cares enough about Karate Kid Three to search (laughs) out this location. This is the problem I've been having this time. (laughs) I really want to see. Yeah, I really want to see what this place looks like. Like I want to see a video of somebody hiking there and showing it off, but like nothing exists as far as I can tell. Maybe it fell into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it's been I, some time. I think yeah. the closest I got was like, I, I, I did find it on a map, I think, like you, Travis. And I think I went into Google Street View and I got onto like the highway right beside yeah. it. But you can't well, like look de- look over the edge or anything because, yeah, know, it's static like boat. I said, Google Earth has a good view of it. But right. it's, you know, pretty unimpressive just just looking at, a you know. Yeah, and like all these shots, you know, the helicopter shots of them up on the cliffs, like yeah. zooming out. Like, why hasn't nobody gone to scout those locations for YouTube? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I kept on thinking, oh, maybe the basin and the punch bowl are the same thing, but the punch bowl is actually further in 
in coast of uh, California. It's not like right. It, this is like right next to the ocean. Um, yeah. Yeah. The punch bowl seems to be something completely different and more yeah. like a desert area almost. And like, yeah, the Googling this place is really hard and I'm not getting anything. <laughs> well, just, just the, uh, the trip alone took them eight hours <laughs> from right. Reseda wow. to just South of the devil's basin. Um, Elk, California is an uh-huh. eight hour trip. So, <laughs> Yeah, we mentioned that when uh, the the first time oh. they were there with Miyagi, that's oh, okay. fine. Uh, it, it is funny, but I, you know, I guess in universe, maybe yeah, we don't be... think it's that big of a drive. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is a fictional location according to the Karate But the facts that we have to base this on are D- Devil's Basin, and so yeah. to get back to Mike's, uh, you know, theorem here. Uh, that he's got about 12 minutes left. Now I looked this up. High tide comes in twice a day with a 12 hour difference. Um, since Jessica has to leave before Thanksgiving, I estimate that they're there somewhere around the first week of November. So I found a website that recorded the tide times, uh, in the devil's basin. And it only goes back to 2009. So, on November first, two thousand nine, the high tide came in to the Devil's Basin, seven forty nine a.m. and seven forty three p.m. And I don't think we are at either of those times. No. <laughs> seven forty nine a.m. That would mean they'd have to be up and hiking really early. Yeah. In fact, I found a log of the sunrise and sunsets in Devil's Basin on November first, nineteen eighty five. Uh, the sun would have only risen about an hour ago before the high tide came in. Mm. Now it was 7.43 p.m. Uh, if Mike is right and the high tide is coming in in 12 minutes, uh, then it's not 7.31 p.m. Because on, on November 1st, 1985, in the Devil's Basin, the sun set at 5.13 p.m. Wow. <laughs> so it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote in big capital letters in my notes, got him. <laughs> plot hole. Huge plot Jeez, hole. Sons of- and uh, again, like, I have no idea. I mean, uh, how Mike is like, oh, yeah, looks about 12 minutes. <laughs> he was in the Navy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, then he should have came down face first on the rope to get them. Right. <laughs> dove into that water. He wasn't a Navy <laughs> SEAL. He was just, you know, he just worked on a ship. Instead of the knife between his teeth, the application, <laughs> the pen. <laughs> uh, so with that ultimatum, with that, that threat, Daniel does uh, immediately starts badgering Jessica again. Uh, how do we get out of here with a rope? How do we get out of here with a rope? And then Jessica drops the harsh truth without the rope. We're dead. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever been, in a scary outdoor situation where you're like, Oh my God, uh, my life is on the line here. Uh, I was on like a, a river canoeing trip one time. And, and oh, yeah. uh, I don't know, everybody was like, you know, I was trying to follow the group and I wasn't very good at it. I guess me and Mel were in the same boat. And we, <laughs> we kind of went off course and we were like, uh, headed towards like a rock and I was like oh we're gonna hit that rock and flip over and I'm gonna die <laughs> so that was no. that was the, the that was the closest I ever came to thinking uh I was about to die and I was like how 
how did I react? Like afterwards, I was just like, I guess, I mean, you're in a boat, you literally can't do anything and you're going towards something and you're like, this is the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I think all I had time to do was say, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and all that ended up happening was we, we uh, just kind of like came to a rest on top of the rock. <laughs> we didn't uh-huh. smash into it and fall over. We were like, like scraped up on top of it and we were just kind of stranded on this rock. <laughs> And then somebody had to rescue us, but so it didn't die. But that was the closest. No. Oh man, didn't die. Didn't die. Okay, still- that's good. <laughs> um, there, there must be something about like new couples, young couples, and boating trips because <laughs> we, my wife and I, have a very similar story where we went out on a canoe on a river. Uh, the water was way too high. Like it had just been raining like nonstop for like two weeks or whatever, you know, one of those just wet seasons. So the river was really high moving really fast. And we got in, we kind of came around this corner and the water was moving fast enough. We weren't able to steer, you know, quickly enough to change course. And so we got pinned up alongside a tree that had fallen over. It was just wedged into the rocks there. So we're up against the tree sideways and the water is coming you know perpendicular to the boat the canoe filling the boat and it started filling the boat yeah and in a matter of seconds we had to abandon ship uh and this thing was just pointed straight up and down and just started sinking and to tell you how deep the water was the only the top i don't know two feet of the canoe were visible and canoes are maybe i don't know 15 feet long you know they're decent you know so this water this little pocket that we kind of wound up in was super deep and i mean i know people can get sucked down and you know with that and so yeah that was a very scary moment that we just managed to stay up you know out of the water or you know with i don't know um yeah no that was a Gosh, well, Robin, nothing's ever happened to you because you don't leave your house, right? I never, ever leave my house. Now, uh, actually, there was one time when, um, when I was a, a teenager, uh, you know, uh, teenagers have to find places to drink that are, uh, you know, safe. And, you know, if you don't have like a friend's house you go to, you just go off into the, into the woods, you follow your friends, uh, you know, in, your, in their cars out in some back roads or whatever. Go the old mine shaft. <laughs> uh so uh i ended up in, in the back of a car heading up and we went to this place called the beacon and it was just a beacon that was way up into like the hills where it was a beacon basically to stop planes from crashing into the side of a mountain or warn the mountain was coming near so yeah i was there and i was trying to get with this girl and she wanted nothing to do with me. And so frustrated, uh, uh, I ended up just like saying, screw this place and walked out, stormed out, like probably half drunk. And I had no idea where I was going. I had no flashlight. Uh, it was dark. And I ended up walking through woods like all night long by myself. Oh, no. <laughs> and just being no. like, I will find some sort of road somewhere. Just keep walking. And, uh, yeah, uh, by about dawn, I ended up finding, uh, like a, a state route <laughs> that I came out on like, 
oh, pavement. <laughs> but it was really scary. I was just like, I am going to get killed out here. I'm going like, to die. Literally all, like literally all night you were walking through the woods? All night long. All Ooh. night long. Yeah. Like I thought I shape. saw some. I thought I saw somebody die one time where I was at a, a like a party at this cliffside cottage and everybody was drinking and mm. there's a, a sheer cliff that went down like really far. The only thing that was you know to warn you in the dark that there was something there was like broken hockey sticks on the ground with like rope tied around them. Oh, that's not good. Uh, so that <laughs> that that was the only you know kind of railing, I guess. Oh, anyway, yeah. some some really drunk lady went over and tried to sit on the rope between the two hockey sticks, and fell down onto her onto her butt right on the edge of the 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 cliff, and then tumbled over the cliff. Oh and we we were all just sitting across from her, and we just saw her drop into the darkness. We're like, <laughs> we just somebody die. Wow. And then we all rushed rushed to the cliff, outcropping that that was there, and. <laughs> So thankfully she was okay, but like Jeez. that was literally if she had dropped anywhere else, she would have died. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. So yeah, don't don't drink outdoors, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I ended up uh, drinking outdoors at night. Ended up walking off the side of a cliff myself with this girl, and I ended up. She ended up breaking my fall. Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, and but I I got really scraped up. And she was, for some strange reason, she was fine. <laughs> I like, she like wow. broke my fall and I like fell aside and like really messed up my elbow. Good. Bleeding like crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, scary, scary outdoor situation. Just don't go outside ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to kill you. Yeah. It's trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, back to the movie, facing imminent death, uh, Daniel ends up having a full meltdown. Uh, he signs the application finally and uh, then gets hooked up back to the rope. And he just starts screaming like, like we're dead. Yeah, this guy's dead. You're dead. <laughs> uh, and then he just keeps talking and talking and talking. Uh, and uh, And I love how Daniel has just had enough. And is just ready to fight Mike right now and, and says like, he hates him. Like whatever happened to his teaching? What, like where, where's, yeah. where's your Miyagi teaching right now? You should have some patience here. Uh, <laughs> and I love that. Meanwhile, like Mike, we go, we pan up to Mike snake and Dennis. And I'm assuming probably a majority of the audience watching the movie, just having a real good laugh at Daniel, just sputtering and flailing uh, at the mm-hmm. bottom of this <laughs> Canyon. So uh, Jessica tries to t- calm him down, and uh, oh my god, he's still going out. Yeah, I, I should have known this guy. I should have known. I should have signed it. I uh, and again, it's just I don't understand. Like, is either Ralph or uh, Robert Mark Kamen got paid like word, you know, a, a, a certain dollar amount for every word that Daniel says because he just keeps going and going and going. Uh, and then, so they start to pull him up and, uh, and then Daniel starts, it, it seems to be helping Jessica, who is the most, you know, yeah. inexperienced climber. Um, so, but the, the thought of, uh, how trusting these two are, 
like, what would you do in this situation? Like, it seems like a bad idea to put your lives in the hands of these three guys that are pulling you up. Like they could just drop you at any time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they want that. They won't, they need that signed paper. That's to enter true. This 17 year old <laughs> karate <laughs> tournament that, you know, the whole fate of the Valley is riding mm-hmm. on. Um, I, I'm a little surprised that they didn't pull him up and yeah. meet her, like say, you know, you, she's not coming up until you do with the signed paper. You know, that's another added bit of danger, little little peril that they they could have added yeah. to this. That I'm surprised they didn't. But they could have pulled him up and said he's got to pull her up as soon as they he signs over the. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Jessica had no plan on getting them back up there anyway. I don't know if this was their plan, her plan all along to get stuck down there and then have have them pull them up. Like, did she know that they were following? <laughs> I guess I I always just assume that the plan is to climb up. You know? Yeah. Um, people have been doing it for you know centuries. Uh, Maybe Jessica didn't want to like communicate how hard it's going to be to get back up that that rope. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. We're, let's not worry about that right now. Yeah. yeah. And um, we see Mike is pulling Jessica, and meanwhile Snake and Dennis are doing the tough work by pulling Daniel up. And Snake says, "You're one heavy wimp, Daniel." Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, again, there's no need to call attention to Daniel's weight in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, you're not doing him any favors. And uh, then I realized the reason why Snake's complaining is because he's the only one not wearing gloves. Like, he must be mm. really feeling that rope burn. Daniel is also carrying, you know, a tree with some soil. He, he's laden. He's a laden. I, it seems Daniel. like that might be pretty light. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a water log tree. So it's. Oh, that's true. It's got that weight, you know, <laughs> added to it. So. Um, and then suddenly right before the two reach the top, the three boys stop pulling. And, uh, and I think. It, like Jessica starts freaking out, like, what are you doing? Pull us up, pull us up. And I'm thinking that these guys realize it is the end of this segment of the movie that we have to talk about. And uh, we're going to have to leave Daniel and Jessica hanging from a ledge for an eight right now. But um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, uh, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> thanks uh, for hashing up. out our traumas. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um. You want to come back on Friday to talk about three more Karate Kid three minutes? Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, it is Wednesday, so we have to do our own plugs. Uh, please send feedback to karatekidminute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or join the Miyagi-Do Facebook group. Uh, just search for Karate Kid Minute. You'll find us. And if you got a minute, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify if you're enjoying the show. And until next time. We gotta get out of here. The tide's coming in. <laughs> <laughs>